Yesterday we met, and unfortunately those negotiations were very disappointing because employers showed up with an earlier proposal that had been made by the Secretary General of the Bargaining Council after the mediation process collapsed. And this proposal was rejected by both parties, the employers and the unions. But now yesterday they show up with the same proposal, put it on the table, and they say to us, take it or leave it. And the reason why we didn't take it is because it just didn't address all the issues that we have been struggling to get them to look at. So what are some of the other contentious issues uh, besides not finding each other on the wage increase amount? Okay, so what we have a problem with particularly is the long shifts that bus drivers work. So you have a situation where a bus driver actually has a three-hour shift in the morning, has a very long break of about eight hours in between, and then a further five hours later on. And if you factor into that, the fact that someone has to drive to work or travel to work for about an average of an hour and then go back home. So you're looking at someone who's actually on duty and preparing to go to work for or going back home for about 16 to 17 hours a day which doesn't leave much time for sleep, which is not good for commuters, also not good for the rest of the road users in South Africa. Another issue that we have a problem with is for long-distance trips. You have two drivers, but then the one that's not driving at the beginning of the trip, employers refuse to pay until he puts food on pedal, which we think is unfair. Now, Ms. Sabella, we've heard from uh, various commuters who've been adversely affected by the strike. Uh, why didn't you inform your commuters that you were intending on embarking on the strike? Oh, that wouldn't be our, our duty. I think it's the bus companies that should have done that because it is their client. So and you feel no responsibility a... towards uh, the commuters? That's not even true. We are very apologetic for the current state of affairs. Unfortunately, we didn't plan to be here. When we began negotiations in January, we never thought we would be here. We thought at least by the 1st of April we would have signed, and right now the new deal would would be effective. So we never planned that this way. We apologized profusely, but then when you look at it, employers are the ones that are very unwilling to resolve this. So how long are you expected to hold out here? Because if you are not finding each other with the employers, how long will you remain on the streets for? Unfortunately, the strike is indefinite. There was this perception yesterday that yesterday was just a once-off. It's not true. It's an indefinite strike until we get a better deal for our workers. Well, thank you so much. That was Satao spokesperson Zanele Sabela. And uh, for another perspective on this, we join now by spokesperson for the Bus Employers Association, uh, Miko Magadi. Good morning. Good morning, Satina. It's Miko Magida. Thanks for inviting us. Apologies, uh, Mr. Magida. So is there any possibility that some sort of agreement may be reached with uh, the unions? Sakina employers are always willing to engage in order to find a solution to this impasse. And that's why we have made ourselves available to all the forums that have been created so that we can come together and, uh, and engage as parties to find a solution. I can just give you a background, Sakina, without taking most of your time. The challenge that we're having is that this uh, bargaining council has been in existence for 20 years. Unfortunately, the 
current group of negotiators from the trade unions have just joined the bargaining council as last year. So they do not understand some of the conditions that are applicable to this industry. So such they as? always try and such for example the, the example that uh, that Satao as well as Nums are making about long distance drivers that are not being paid. It is not true that drivers are not paid. We pay drivers that are working and giving them their salaries for the hours that they work and as well as in terms of the conditions of employment. Let, let me make this example. If there are two drivers that are driving long distance, those bus drivers both end their salaries at the end of the week and at the end of the month. What is happening, this is an industry that has a lot of allowances as incentives in order to encourage them so that at least they can do their best. If a driver is driving a bus, that bus driver gets an allowance over and above the salary. But if a driver is resting, that bus driver cannot be given you know, an allowance because that person is resting. That's a simple logic. You, know, you don't pay somebody who's resting. You pay somebody, you, you, sorry, you don't pay an allowance. You don't incentivize somebody who's resting. But you pay, you incentivize somebody who's doing over and above. You get that point. So that's the point that they are missing. You know, both drivers are being paid their salaries, but the one who's resting, when that other one sleeps and the other one uh, drives, that person again will still get the, 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 the allowance. So that's another kind of confusion. If also you talk in terms of the working hours, our drivers, they wake up, they start working because we work with shifts. They start at 4 o'clock and then they, they, they finish off the, the shift around about half past 6. And then they have a break of about three hours where they are just sitting around at the depot, you know. And then they start their next shift around about 2 or 4. But for those hours that they are sitting, Sakina, we pay for them. You get that point? And so what it means is that because we're always uh, driven by demands, so we need to schedule these drivers. So they need to be available to us. If somebody says, hey, we need a bus, we need to hire a bus. So there has to be uh, drivers that are available. So they cannot make an excuse that, no, I'm not on duty. So this is why we also have the kind of spread of the spread over that she's arguing about. Is, is the spread over that is also contained in the, in the basic conditions of Employment Act. So what we're doing, we're not doing something that is out of the ordinary or something that is violating the condition. A, a collective agreement is entitled to vary the condition as long as it is not in violation, you know, of the rights of employees. Mm. This is an industry that is really paying good salaries, Sakina, just to make an example. You know that there's been a proposal for a minimums, you know, national minimums of 3,500. I can tell you this, the minimum in this industry is around about... 5,700 range. That's the minimum in this industry. But most employers, you know, on average, you know, if on average employers are paying around about 9,000 range a month. You get that point? So this is an industry that is really caring about its employees, that is paying very well, that is demand-driven, that we need to make sure that we have valuable assets which are buses, valuable assets which are human beings, that, that's why we have incentives. That's why we have a lot of allowances mm-hmm. and so on. But we have a situation whereby people just want to end willy-nilly without doing any work. You get that point. And also because there's also a problem that we are sitting with now, Sakina, is a grandstanding between unions. You know, there are two unions that have just joined, so they want to get membership. So it's a fight of unions. It's not genuine. It's not about the interest of workers. 
Be that as it may, it's a maneuvering. Yeah. Be that as it may, you do nah. find yourself in this situation now, whereby these demands yeah. have been placed on the table. And listening to Absolutely. you right now, it sounds as though yeah. you are saying that some of these demands um, you simply are not willing to meet. Sakina, let's make an example about the across the board. The unions are at fifteen percent. Employers were at seven point five. Here comes a reasonable proposal from the general secretary to bring the parties together and cut it in the middle. Makes a proposal of nine percent. Both of us can't be happy with that together. But we say this is a reasonable thing because it's moving us as employer for seven point five to nine percent. Why are I mean trade unions not willing to come down and accept? a reasonable proposal, which also contains some of the conditions of employment which have the potential to improve their conditions of work. You know what they do? They just stand up and they walk out of wage negotiations and so on. Because it's a matter of grandstanding. And they also know that it's a weekend, you know, long weekend. So it's not going to be possible for them to go back and to call their own members back to work. So they are trying to buy time, you get that point. So which is sad because they are playing with the lives of people. Even their own members were supposed to get a lot of allowances during this weekend. They are saying that the greater cause Mm. is something that they are fighting for and therefore they are willing to forego those um, uh, bonuses and the money they would have made. But let me ask you the question that I asked to uh, Ms. Sabela as well. Why did you not inform commuters that there would be no buses? Oh, Sakina, there's something that we do all the time. We send uh, messages through SMSs. We are on Facebook. We also have press releases. We also stand on the corners of all the bus stops and all the places and so on, distributing you know, flyers and informing them in advance. I can tell you that it's something that is something that we do to our best of our ability. So when did you inform and them of con- this particular um, interruption? As, as, as early as last week, as early as last week, you know, we said to them, we're anticipating that there's going to be a strike. Because we could feel the attitude of labor, that we're dealing with people who are not prepared to negotiate. And we said they have to, and also we are working on alternatives, particularly those that are scheduled buses and so on, you know, in relation to trains and other means, uh, modes of transport. So it's not, I mean, we, we really are responsible employers Sakina, we have uh, employers who are contracted to provide services. And if they don't provide those services during this time, those contracts are going to be terminated. And those uh, bus operators are going to close down. And we are going to have uh, a situation where they have to retrench. And they are going, uh, the, the same people that you're saying they are fighting for a good cause are going to lose jobs. You know? So right. That's a kind of uh, bigger picture you know, that perhaps people are missing. You know, and we also have single operators in Sakina. People who have only one bus, they depend on that to get about for their own sustainable living. You get that point. So those people are not going to get any kind of businesses because it's closed. Particularly this week, it's a very busy week. You get about. So it's, it's no coincidence that they did. It's deliberate for them to have a strike during this week.